Hey everybody, Michael here with All Over Overland and thank you for listening today. Today is my birthday and we are going to talk about overlanding versus RVing and what we should expect in the next 20 to 40 years. Hey everybody, so today is February 10th, is the day this is being recorded, and it is my birthday today. I'm another year older, and that brings up something that I want to talk to you about that I've had this discussion with a few of my friends, and this is the topic for today. When does overlanding become RVing? So like us overlanders, when do we, when do we get to the point where We've maxed out the comfort that we can handle in our overlanding rigs and we just bite the bullet and buy an RV or Winnebago and start doing it like that. So I I think it's kind of interesting. You know, some people want to say that it's an age that you get to. That's why I bring this up on my birthday. But I think it's more of a, a mentality or just you know what, I'm done. I'm done with doing it that way. I just want to go and not have to worry about stuff and drive up and know that I can, you know, get in the back end and pop, you know, the sides out or whatever. Um, I, I think that, I think that there are a lot of overlanders that will go that direction at some point, but I think it's just what it comes down to it. I think it's just a different mentality, a different, and, and it's not, right or wrong. It's just a different mentality about what outdoor living, what adventure is. Um, Because for us, it's the journey is just as important as the destination. Where I think when you're RVing, it's the destination is the important part. Uh, Because you're taking um, highway roads. And don't get me wrong. There are some highway roads out there that will take you to some of the most gorgeous, beautiful scenery that you've ever seen. And and you don't have to get on the off-beaten track or whatever that often. My, I had this conversation with my parents whenever they were, when they were first get when they first, I guess when they first got married, they did a backpacking trip in Colorado. And... I want to say it was they they backpacked to the Emerald Lake. I think that's where they went. Um, and they were talking about it. My dad brought it up to my mom that, you know, whenever they went, it was a 10-mile hike. And it took them, you know, a couple days because it was a pretty, the elevation, you know, from where they went, it was going up. So, I mean, it wasn't just a 10-mile walk. It was, a, it was an actual good, you know, um, takes a lot of energy out of your hike so took them a couple days and they camped there and you know it's just like oh my gosh my mom was going on about how beautiful it was and how awesome it was and you know part of it was that you know we accomplished this thing of hiking there and my dad said yeah it's like a two mile hike now my mom about hit the floor and she said what he said yeah they built a uh, a parking lot so you can drive you know, right up to like two miles. And again, I think this is the, I think this is the lake they're talking about. It could be a different one. So don't, don't, don't bash me if I'm wrong, but it's a two mile hike now 
instead of a 10 mile hike. So a two mile hike, I mean, my gosh, you can do that, you know, really pretty quickly. And uh, so it's just, there's more paved, maintained roads out there. So there's more RVers that can go and experience some of the stuff that, you know, 40 years ago, you had to have an off-road vehicle. So if you think about that, then that means 40 years from now, where are those paved roads going to be? You know, like, are they going to, are they going to start paving some of these roads that we, some of these trails that we cherish? You know, is, uh, I mean, I don't think that would happen, but is Black Bear Pass going to be paved at some point with rails and like all that kind of stuff? Because that was, that wasn't even on the radar when my parents did this hike 40 years ago. 40, okay. So like 44 years ago. Um, 42. Anyway, so they, they, they were just, you know, blown away. And, and so it got, that's where it got me thinking about, well, gosh, what is it going to be like in 10 years and 20 years and 40 years? You know, we are creating more access to some of these places because more people want to see them. But the problem is more people want to see them easier than what you can go see them now. And there is the rub with kind of what we do and in the Instagram and the videos that we shoot and the, you know, even the podcasts that we make. As they reach more and more ears, more and more people are going to want to do these things, but they're not going to want to do the hard work to get there. And the hard work to get there is really the part of this whole thing that we cherish the most. Like, I don't know how many times I've gone to a certain spot. You know, it's on the map. We've circled it. We're going to go there. Oh my gosh, this is going to be awesome. We're going we're gonna to go. We're going to have such a good time. I can't wait to get there. It's going to be so much fun. And it takes a day to get there. Or longer. And you get there and you're like, oh, yeah, this is cool. You spend 30 minutes there and you get back in the truck and you leave. Maybe you camp there. But the destination usually is such a small amount of time in our over, overall trip. So it truly is that the journey is the most important part of what we do. You know, some people say it's just as important, but I think it's more important because we're willing to do what it takes to get to that place to see it you know and like I said I've been to a place for and and really I've probably been to a place shorter than 30 minutes that took me a day or two to get to you know because I want to get back in the vehicle and I want to get back down the trail and I want to go see more stuff to me it's not that I have to sit there for a week to absorb it. I just need to go see it, walk around, smell it, touch it, you know, and if if there's, you know, it sounds weird, taste it, but I mean, sometimes when you smell something, you can kind of taste the pine or you can taste the the dirt or the rain coming or whatever it may be. You kind of get that whole sensation. I can get that 
really pretty quickly. So, so I'm usually like, okay, let's move on. Let's go to the next thing or let's go down the road and see if there's something else we don't know about. So I think that's the biggest difference in overlanding and RVing. But I do understand, I do understand that there may be a point in time where I'm like, you know what? I don't want to set up my camp tonight. I don't want to get the camp stove out. I don't want to grow through to pull out my drawers and go through all the different things that I have in there to get what I need. I want to just pull up and open up a drawer and just grab it. You know, or I want to be able just to pull to the side of the road and not have to worry about too much and turn the stove on. You know, and I mean, I know there's a little bit of work that goes into to the RV and the setting it up, especially if you have the slide outs and get it leveled. But I had, I, I'd say that, and a friend of mine's father-in-law has one and he just pushed a button. He pushed a button and it did everything for him. Leveled the thing out, the slides came out, I think the generator came on, the, you know, like everything other than like if he had to hook up hoses or go outside and heaven forbid take the cord, the power cord and actually plug it in um, to the uh, to the box there. You know, I mean, those are the things, like that's the only thing he would have had to do because he can just push one button and it sets everything up. I think this button would even push out the awning for him. I'm pretty sure it did. So I can see that as a uh, as something that I'd want to do, but I mean and, and I don't know if I'd be willing to put an, a number on it as far as my age whenever I felt like that was a need. But, uh, but I'm not anywhere near there. I so enjoy setting up my campsite. Getting the things out of the drawers. Finding the, the one thing that's, you know, found its way in the bottom of the pile. Like, I enjoy that. I enjoy driving my vehicle on some crazy off-camber roads or just just a nice bumpy road to get to a certain spot where I know that not many people are willing to do what it takes to get to. So I'm not going to keep us here very long. It is my birthday. Uh, Not that I have a whole lot going on, but um, I am going to enjoy this evening with uh, my mom and dad. We're going to get some uh, catfish and eat some catfish and just have a nice evening. So I hope that you guys still enjoy and enjoy for a long time with what this passion is that we have overlanding. But if you do switch to RVing, I'm right there with you. I think it's awesome. I'm, I'm not trying to say anything bad about it. Because someday I may be there too. And uh, and I actually joke with my daughter that we're going to buy a Winnebago and live out of the Winnebago and pull the Jeep behind it and uh, and do that. So that <laughs> that is one of those, uh, you know, kind of lifestyle dreams that, that you have that you can just be totally free and totally on the road. So, yeah. I appreciate you guys so much. I'm going to be, again, this coming weekend, I'm going to be in Springfield, Missouri at the Moore uh, Overland Expo. 
and that's going to be Saturday and Sunday. I have a booth. We are going to be doing podcasts from the booth. Come over and say hi, please. I would love it if you did. Um, It would mean the world to me if you did. And then if you want to take it one step further, and maybe for my birthday, yeah, this will be your birthday present to me. To say hi and then be in a podcast for me. Again, I'm looking for not just the vendors there. Um, I want to get as many vendors as we can. But I also want to get the people that travel, um, whether it's your lifestyle and you do this all the time, or you're a weekend warrior and you do it on the weekends and maybe some holidays that you get off, or if you are brand new to this and totally green and your eyes are big and bright and you want to buy every piece of kit and you don't really know kind of what you're doing yet, I want to, I want to talk to you guys too because I, I want to find out one, what got you into this? Two, what motivates you to do it, continue to do it, you know, all of that. And then, you know, let's talk about some of the gear and some of the vehicles that you have or some of the trips that you've been on or the trip that you, you know, is on your bucket list that you want to do. Some of the people that you bumped into along the way because, you know, there are, every group's going to have some some people that rub you wrong, but for the most part, I'd say 99% of the people that I talk to and bump into have been awesome. You know, willing to help, willing to be there with you, um, willing to share information, willing to tell you, hey, if you go here, make sure you check this out. Here's a track that I've ri- I've driven. You know, look, check that out before you know before it's closed, before we lose it, whatever. Um, and then you got some people that aren't going to share. They're not going to share with you what they're doing. They don't even want you out in the forest with them. Um, but that's probably, you know, 1% of the population of overlanders and pretty easy to, to find those people and just kind of avoid them. So come up, say hi. I'm also going to be camping out at Artemis, um, uh, Artemis store. Um, Artemis hardware, I think is what it's called. Um, anyway, Aaron's going to have... Um, are going to let some of us um, park in his parking lot and camp out. And that's going to be fun. So if you want to, if you're out and about, you want to come by and say hi, or if you want to camp there, um, he said there's plenty of room. So um, I'm going to be there. A couple of my friends are going to be there. And we're going to hang out. So also, I'm probably going to have to eat dinner. I don't know that I'm going to bring all of my gear to camp out in the parking lot and cook out in the parking lot, I might just have to splurge and go hit me a restaurant or two. And uh, if that's the case, uh, the more the merrier. So that's going to be again this weekend. Um, I'll be there Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, But yeah, come find me, say hi. We'll go eat lunch, go eat dinner, maybe get a big group of us together and uh, just enjoy the community. All right. Happy birthday to me. Yeah. It's been a good day. Thank you guys so much for listening. I really appreciate you. Um, subscribe, like, comment, whatever it is that you, you're able to do. I appreciate it. I appreciate all the feedback on the Facebook page, all over Overland on Facebook, all over Overland on YouTube, Instagram, and yes, we even have a TikTok. 
Um, TikTok's just kind of a little goofy thing that I do every once in a while, and there's been some non-Overland related stuff to that, but uh, it's just kind of fun. The more people that sign up and and go and like that uh, that page for me, the better, because it just uh, you guys just make me feel good. Um, there's no other way I can describe it. I'm not making any money doing this, really. Um, you hear the the anchor the anchor ad, but anchor is going to do the ad whether I do it or not. So I figured I better just say my name. And to be honest, I get like a couple pennies for every listen that happens. So it's not like that's making a lot of money. But I love doing this, and I love giving back to you guys. And if there's anything that you need, anything you want to hear about, any information you need at all, feel free to send me a message. Um, the easiest way is usually through Facebook, Messenger, or Instagram. So find me there. You guys have a wonderful day. Thanks for listening, and go all over.